Hello, hello, and welcome everyone to another episode of Quick Brew. I'm Vicky. And I'm Katie. And we have our sound engineers with us today. We do, we do. We've got, oh, there he is, right on cue, right on cue. Sound engineer Freddie, who has found his voice this weekend and um, is currently teething, so has the tendency to make quite a bit of noise, I think, this episode. (laughs) All views are welcome. (laughs) And you've got Cherry with you, I believe? Yep, the furry sound engineer. This end is Cherry, um, currently snoozing on standby for delivery that is imminent. Oh, she's never sleeping on the job. She is. She is. We do not pay her in enough kibble. Oh. Um, so she may be going on strike. So I would yeah. support that. Yeah, we will keep you up to date with that breaking news. Yeah. Um, if you haven't joined us before, uh, the four of us today are Quick Brew. We are the smaller bite-sized version of Strong Tea. We say bite-sized, it's still the same length, but it's just the amount of guests, really. So it's just <laughs> myself and Katie talking about the same things, the controversial topics, the, the subjects that people tend to not really talk about, but should be the topics that really shouldn't be world around as taboo that we should all be really listening more and having out there to 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 really be inclusive Mm. inclusive um so today is no exception of that um we are going to be talking about something that is quite emotive uh we will be sharing personal experiences as well as a few facts and definitions and just talking in the realms of the topic absolutely I know he's he's like you say he's got some input here um and it's quite relevant for the topic today so um before we get into that yeah can we talk about what we're drinking yes we can um I am drinking thanks to our friends at Bird and Blend who have collaborated with us on a number of these episodes now um I am drinking Dozy Girl which is pretty accurate is it it accurate today pretty accurate yep so it's absolutely lush by the way it's really really lovely that's a very bristolian thing to say um it's chamomile blossoms lemon verbena hibiscus rose petals lemon verbena stalks and lavender blossoms and i just want to have a bath in it that sounds doable have you contacted bird and blend about enough for creating a whole bath hole I could do it'd be a good promo for them wouldn't it it tastes so good I want to bathe in it forget your baked bean bath yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah this is a. Uh, it is delightful it is really uh, yeah. really good I've really had good. that one and it's it is delightful and I think it's very appropriate that both you and I have gone for calming teas today yeah um, so I have gone for and you'll be pleased to know I'm drinking it because I can never drink it without it going cold. I'm drinking it from the thermos <laughs> mug that you bought for Neil, um, which was in the new the new baby gifts, uh, which says dad fuel on it to keep it warm. <laughs> he he always steals my thermos mugs to go in the car and I never see them again. So I'm using his today. Um, but in that thermos mug, other hot drink carriers are available. Um, I'm drinking Moondrop Dreams. Oh, what's in that? How nice does that sound? It says on the back, calling all space cadets, dreamy lemon and lavender. And it's got rubush, apple pieces, rosehip, lavender, lemon peel, fermented lemon peel, orange peel, and natural flavoring in it. That sounds lovely. It's dreamy. 
It yeah. is creamy. And yeah. it's is nice. It is it like what? Is it making you calm? Um, yeah. I I did I remember when we did a, an episode a little while ago and I said something it made me feel floaty or it was a floaty tea. And it <laughs> it's this it's the same. It this stuff has got such nice flavors to it like they do some amazing ones like rhubarb and custard and strawberry oh, yeah, made, which are yeah. really big yeah. vibrant flavors aren't they and they're yeah apple strudel oh haven't had that one mm. but i'd be keen keen yeah. to get on board with that um yeah. but they are all very big flavors whereas their calm collection which they do do in a little box for christmas if you uh, if you're looking for a gift um and it is just purely calming nice yeah. fruity floaty teas so yeah, yeah really Christmas nice. Christmas stocking filler, ten pounds yeah. for a little box of calming teas. What more? Do you, what more could you want? Exactly. I was going to say Bob's your uncle. Do you have an uncle Bob? I actually do, <laughs> <laughs> and he does listen to this uh, podcast. So shout out Hi, to Bob. Uncle Bob. Yeah. Hi um, Bob. Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, Bob's your uncle. He actually is. There we are. Excellent. There you go. <laughs> Segway. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What are we talking about? <laughs> I have no idea now. Right. Okay. So I'm going to introduce us to today's topic, which is a fantastic segue from this calming tea, because today we're going to be talking about stress. Now, it sounds like a weird thing to talk about because it's it's just something that's there, isn't it? It's something mm-hmm. that everyone experiences almost, well, not every day of their life, but small stresses, big stresses, it's always there. So I'm going to tell you what the actual definition of stress is. Um, And then we can go on to talk about where stress occurs, um, if it can be a good thing. Um, Also some statistics. I know you love a statistic and also our own experiences. Um, And then right at the end, we're going to talk about some handy ways to deal with stress. I know Vicky is wearing her very funky life coach hat today which is going to talk all about the practical things that you can do so let me give you the definition and then we can dive right in so stress is our body's response to pressure many different situations or life events can cause stress and it's often triggered when we experience something new or unexpected that threatens our sense of self or when we feel we have little control over the situation We all deal with stress differently and our ability to cope can depend on our genetics, early life events, personality and social and economic circumstances. When we encounter stress, our bodies produce stress hormones that trigger a fight or flight response and activate our immune system. This helps us respond quickly to dangerous situations. Sometimes this stress response can be useful. It can help us push through our fear or pain so we can run a marathon or deliver a speech. Our stress hormones will usually return to normal quickly once the stressful event is over and there won't be any lasting effects. However, too much stress can cause negative effects and it can leave us in a permanent stage of fight or flight, leaving us overwhelmed or unable to cope. Long term, this can affect our physical and mental health. So in a nutshell, that's what stress is. So I reckon we should talk about where stress can occur because yep. it's so broad, isn't it? So you shout up first. What do you what do you think stressful stressful situations might be? So it can happen on an individual level. So where kind of a person might feel it all on their own so that they're at work, they're kind of they've got lots of responsibilities that they're dealing with all by themselves. 
Um, it can happen as part of a group. So if you're a family going through a rough time, financial difficulties or a bereavement or something, uh, stress can occur as part of a community. So if you're, I don't know, like a religious group who's experiencing discrimination, there's um, a stress as a community there um, or stress as a member of a society. So, you know, you don't have to think back too long ago to the pandemic, coronavirus, when we were in lockdown, there was very much a societal stress that all of us were feeling um, mm-hmm. together. So stress can kind of happen um, in different scenarios, you know, all the way from just having a stressful bus ride all the way to pandemic. Yeah. So I think it's such a broad thing and we all kind of engage with stress very differently what I might find stressful you might think is literally just a walk in the park so we've all got different thresholds and what we feel is stress for us yeah it's it's interesting because I find that if something is causing you stress in one element of life it Mm. can then sort of bleed and leak into other areas of your life can't it because if if you've got say for example I used to work in sales and if I was still working in sales at the moment and I was thinking about the cost of living crisis and Mm. normally when you're in sales 90% of the time you're on commission Mm. and the stress of thinking about oh my god I need to sell this many cars or this many houses or I need to do this I need to do Mm. this putting extra added pressure onto you because you're then thinking how am I gonna you know support Christmas how am I going to pay for my bills how am I going to do this you know one part of your life your work life is bleeding into your home life and that can then affect relationships and Mm -hmm. your mental health and it kind of it's not as much as it occurs very individually in different areas in your life it can affect right across the board can't it yeah absolutely and I think uh, it's important to really look at what stress is as well and how it feels because it can feel different and exhibit itself differently for everyone as well so you could feel anxious or afraid angry or aggressive Um, you might feel sad or irritable um, or get depressed and then this has an impact on your body so your physical reaction so you might suffer from headaches nausea um, you might have digestive issues or uh, feel your test, your test tightening, your chest oh. tightening. I, I know I couldn't even well, say I that. Know. I thought you were trying. To, I thought you were trying to say testicles. I was like that. And I really like, wasn't. I <laughs> don't know if something happens to your testicles when you get stressed. <laughs> Viewers, please, please let us know. Um, sweating, um, heart palpitations and aches and pains as well. So with all that going on as well, you're you're the kind of stress that you exhibit is that you might withdraw from people. You might be indecisive. You might be tearful. You might just want to cry all the time. Um, You might have trouble going to sleep. So a lot of people who suffer from stress um, and just can't sleep at night um, experience sexual problems. And that's something that we talked to Dr. Ellie about, which is going on a future episode um uh, or they may might smoke or drink alcohol or take drugs more than usual so it's that kind of coping mechanisms with stress um so yeah I mean it can have a massive impact on your health that they've even said that it can have uh, an impact on things like um IBS mm-hmm. irritable bowel syndrome stomach ulcers and cardiovascular disease so you know damage yeah. damage to the heart um how how, how do you react to stress 
not well. <laughs> not well. I tend to, yeah, my brain goes like a washing machine mm-hmm. where it's just trying to solve everything. And I've got very much a problem solving brain anyway. It's a stress for me sounds very loud and it feels I feel very anxious I feel very worried um I get butterflies but really kind of swirly really quick butterflies which then makes my movements quicker which then makes me more jittery that that makes me then talk faster um and if I'm really stressed then I will just kind of withdraw a little bit and kind of you know not want to talk to anyone and just kind of hide away a bit what about mm. you? Um, I get angry when I get stressed oh. because my my anxiety, I think when I get stressed, my anxiety heightens. Mm. I find myself, and it's predominantly, like I mentioned earlier, it's predominantly in situations that I cannot control. Yeah. I don't have any control over, which is, I think, probably, for a lot of people, it's probably about 90% of, you know, stress that... Mm. that issues that people have um mm-hmm. but I as we've discovered in the past I have um fibromyalgia which is made worse by stress um I do have IBS which is a side effect of fibromyalgia mm-hmm. and that rears up I've also got psoriasis which mm-hmm. gets really bad mm-hmm. with stress and of course like it gets really bad with no sleep yeah because you don't sleep yeah. when you're stressed and I, I find it particularly bad not getting off to sleep because I'm exhausted get mm. off to sleep if I wake up in the night which you tend to with a new baby mm-hmm. um I lay there for ages awake can't and I can't go back to sleep because yeah. my brain's gone tick 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 yeah and it's that constant what if what if yeah what if, you know um and yeah I find I find that I get very angry or very stroppy um when I when I'm stressed because I'm annoyed at myself I think that I can't handle it yeah I think I get like I said I'm a problem solver so if I can't solve it straight away I kind of like you I won't be able to sleep and I I will you know pace up and down because I need it to be fixed I'm I'm a you know I don't like to feel this way I want this to stop yeah um but I mean there are two very acute stress I think is kind of what we're talking about at the moment which is a few minutes or hours of something stressful. So over like a, you know, short period of time, um, which is even including, a, you know, it's over a few weeks, but it's intense. Yeah. So that could be something like, I don't know, waiting for a house sale to go through or I don't know, just something like that. Um, or, or chronic stress, which lasts like a long period of time and keeps coming back. Yeah. Um, and that's things feeling chronic stress in your day to day life because of your situations that could be like you're a carer or you live in poverty. So you're literally living hand to mouth or not even that if if, if you can't. Um, so, yeah, there are kind of two levels of stress. Have, have, have you experienced chronic stress, which has kind of lasted a long, long time? Um, I have. It, it's difficult to know which some of these things fall into because. For example, before I was diagnosed with fibro, I had a lot of stress because I was ill a lot of the time and I didn't know what it was, Mm -hmm. which of Mm -hmm. course was making it worse. And that was causing stress. I didn't realize it was making the problem worse. Um, And then obviously after Poppy died, Mm. we had the stress that came with Mm. that, the grief and the bereavement. Mm. But then 
during my pregnancy with Freddie, that was also incredibly stressful. I mean, you saw me during mm. that and it was like every day, um, listeners, Vicky is a super, super listener. If you ever need someone <laughs> to talk to, because she, every, it, pretty much every day you were like, right, what's going on in your head today? And I was like, oh my God. And it was just, everything came pouring out because I was so stressed. I was so anxious about it. And of course that went on for nine months. So mm. yeah, I mean, it's, it's long, long lasting, but then of course, when you're a parent, stress doesn't go away because you know you've got this wonderful wonderful Mm. being but then parenting can be Mm. incredibly stressful and that's a long-term thing so what what about you how how would you describe your sort of experiences it's a really like you said it's a really difficult thing to define because I'm a bit of a worrier I am a bit of a, a an anxiety anxiety sufferer but I also have stress and it's really difficult to understand where everything ends and the other begins. So I think for me, stress, yeah, being a parent and things like that, having my own business, being self-employed, that's very stressful. That feels like a hustle every single day. And you get stressed, obviously, about income, about where you're going, what's the next project going to be. Um, and there's a, you know, it's always mixed with a little bit of excitement as well. But there is that that underlying stress. And of course, you get stressed about being stressed because you know the impact that stress has not yeah. only on your physical well-being, but to those around you as well. Mm. Um, yeah, so I, I've experienced both acute and chronic stress. It, it's hard to know, isn't it, when we talk about it's interesting what you said there about where one thing ends, and the other thing mm. begins, because more times than not, my anxiety is the principal issue Mm. but then I can get stressed about having anxiety because like you say you know the impact that it has on you so you start off the anxiety you get stressed about having the anxiety it makes Mm. the anxiety worse yeah it's really not helping is it Um, (laughs) but but it's it you know we've talked about bad things but do you think stress because it did talk about that in that opening paragraph about how it can be good have you felt that? Have you ever felt in a situation where you're like, do you know what, I'm stressed, but this is pushing me through or it's actually a good thing? I think there needs to be a bit of care with using that word, like stress as a motivator or I think pressure can be good. Mm. Um, because a little bit of pressure can make you revise harder. It can make you, you know, go and do that thing that you were trying to put off. And I think stress in itself is, uh, it's a negative connotation. When you put stress on something, it, it, you're trying to break it. Does that make sense? How would you, how would you define the the difference between pressure and stress then? I knew you were going to ask that. Sorry. I thought That's you had an right. answer. No, I blimmin' didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, I guess it's you know, it's talk, there's certain. I suppose there's certain elements of it where, if you have a level of fear, maybe about something, I suppose fear can sometimes be a good thing, not the stress, not stress. Yeah, because like for example, and I'm using this just as a very flippant example, fear of a roller coaster. Yeah. I love roller coasters. 
Neil's terrified of them. Won't go anywhere near them. He's like, when Freddie's old enough, you're going to have to take him on them because I'll just be like down the bottom holding mm. the bags. I, every time I get on a ro- roller coaster, I haven't done it for years, by the way, because I've been pregnant for like forever. Um, I get on the roller coaster and that fear that bubbles up, it's not stress, mm. but it's that nervous energy, yeah. that nervous anxiety. And it's exhilarating. And I feel yeah. I felt the same as well in sales at time because you've got targets to me. If you don't have any other pressures and you're just sitting there and you're like, right, these are my targets. And you're not thinking, oh, my God, I have to hit that. Otherwise, I'm not mm. going to be able to keep my house. Mm. The pressure, like you said, the pressure is good because it, yeah. it does motivate you. But having that added level of panic you know at the yeah. moment there's a lot of people out there who are like I don't know how I can heat my house this winter and feed my family and do Christmas you know you've got children yeah. who expecting father Christmas to come and their families are already mm. struggling and they don't understand that and yeah. that is not pressure that is mm. that's stress. intense stress yeah. I think and I it this this country I hate to say it, but this country's a complete shit show at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in such a bad place. We've had, you know, such bad things happen through COVID. So many people have lost people. You know, now we've got a cost of living crisis. Our government is a joke and it's causing a huge amount of stress. Mm. And people use it very flippantly. Oh, I'm stressed. Mm. And that's fine. You might be, but there are times when it goes too far. I think, and people don't recognize it. And people think that stress is just a thing, if that makes sense. It's just, oh, mm. I've got, I'm stressed, but that's just, it's just the way that it is. Mm. And it's not. There are a lot of ways that we will talk about later that are designed to deal with it. Because it's not something you should just accept. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. How would you, how would you think about that? No, I agree. Yeah. I think there's, a- like so put there's a whole severity in different kinds in the individual stress is very much down to that person then you've got society stress like we're experiencing now with with what's happening with the cost of living crisis um and every, you know if all you have to do is put on the news and just the pressure and the things that you're watching and you just think oh my god even though it doesn't impact you directly so things like the war in ukraine you're looking at images and you're seeing things and I think we even had an exchange this morning and, you know, our thoughts and love are out there with everyone affected by the shooting in Colorado. Um, But we see things like that and we just think, oh, my God. And it's those kind of unconscious things that just add on to those um, that attrition to just make you feel quite stressed because everything is creating that internal bend of your brain and feelings and your physicality because you're under so much negative pressure Mm. I mean we talked we talked a lot about um you know like fear fear that we Mm. have about our children growing up and we talked about America and the school shootings now thankfully Mm. we obviously don't have that problem here we're extremely lucky not to experience that here but Mm. you know Imagine being a parent in America, sending mm. your children to school every single day and just hoping they're going to be okay. Yeah. I mean, the stress that must come with that. Mm. And I don't even know how you deal with that. Do you yeah. not? Do you homeschool your kids? 
you know it's it's terrifying and the world is a terrifying place and it's enough to cause stress and anxiety at every turn to be honest at the moment you've got yeah you know disease everywhere you've got war you've got you know even in this country people are starving people are going Mm. hungry people can't afford to live Mm. you know it's 2022 we shouldn't be in this position and it's you know obviously the time of year as well doesn't help because obviously you've got Christmas but you've got the cold dark months coming Mm. and you know people have seasonal affective disorder Mm. um I think everyone feels a little bit lower at this time of year when it's Mm. cold and dark don't they and I don't think Mm. anything that's going on at the moment in this country is helping no no it's stress on an on an epic scale really um, is that we're experiencing right now do you want some statistics no I love a stat yeah I do know you love a stat Uh, well let's do you want to go first and then I'll yes got a little list here yes I would okay so the most common cause of stress is work-related stress. We've got, with... the same li- we've got the same list here. Oh, have we? Oh, fantastic. Okay. I will take it in turns then. We'll leapfrog. Okay. Um, so this is Statistica. Um, and 79% said that they frequently felt stressed at work. 79%. That's that's understandable, isn't it? Uh, it's understandable. Not acceptable. Not acceptable. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, that's still very high. Well, you only got to look at what's happening the last couple of weeks um, with Elon Musk and Twitter. Oh, <laughs> you went there. I went there. I wondered how, how this it's, is going to go. <laughs> do you know what? It's very relevant at the moment. It is. Um, go on. <laughs> go on. Um, and the way that he's talked to his staff and basically told them, these are my conditions. If you don't like them, you can you know where the door is. Yes. Now, again, you don't have the cost of living crisis in America, but people are still coming up to Christmas, Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. You know, they're looking at supporting their families, giving gifts and stuff. The last thing you want is to be out on your ear. However, his conditions are, you know, massively, massively long working hours, yeah. you know, and the conditions... And you just think, hold on a minute, that's, you know, one of the massive things about um, work-related stress is the work-life balance, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And what he's saying takes such a um, weighted view of the work yeah. part of the work-life balance. Yeah. People, you know, are left in a position where they're like, right, well, do I walk and not have a job? Or do I stay with it and work stupidly long hours and potentially be unhappy in this new environment? And you think about how much stress from one person coming in and taking over one of the world's most successful social media platforms, turning it on its head. With outdated notions of how a workplace operates. He said, I think, I don't know how accurate it is, but I think there is talk that he know is no longer allowing that kind of flexible working that working from home he's he's going to scrap that it's he's basically pulling that organization back um pre-pandemic pre how how things work now um it's yeah and he's reinstated accounts that were banned initially so yeah I I, I won't I, go into that no that's that's a whole other episode join us in a couple of weeks yeah. time when Twitter has <laughs> blown up yeah. um 
yeah I mean I think I think work is a is a key area of stress for a lot of people I think there are a lot of people that put themselves under stress for work as well as employers putting people under stress yeah I think there's also an element of and I certainly have felt it in places I've worked where you've got say a Monday to Friday nine to five job Mm. but you have I mean we're in a world now where you can get your email anytime anywhere yeah and you're expected to pick up your emails and you're expected to respond to your emails and I remember when I was in one of my sales jobs and because Saturday was our busiest day you had a day off in the week yet if you got a phone call from a customer or an email you're expected to respond to that yeah and the pressure that comes with that as well because of what you feel Mm. is expected of you even the unspoken pressures from employers which is like oh you know you don't have to respond but you know yeah do you want your email you know we we put your email on your work on your personal phone your work email on your personal phone but we don't expect you to check it all right okay why are you doing (laughs) it then you know and I think you get a lot of employers that put their staff under stress you know emailing out of hours and putting a lot of pressure on and it's just not okay so I think my stress was work related Let's not think about it. It was work related. That was the time that I have felt, apart from losing my mum and Chris, my other half going, because he's in the Navy, going away for three, four years. I haven't really felt that much stress other than work. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was down to control, like you said before. Not having control, being micromanaged, not having the autonomy it can really impact someone if they're not sure what they're going to get on a day-to-day basis, what reaction are they going to get from, from someone or people on a day-to-day basis? Um, You know, I've got this project, why can't I run it my way? And the stress of having no autonomy or control is massive. Yeah, it it is. It's that control element, isn't it? And I thought thought that was just a me thing, but more people I talk to, it's like, Mm. if you don't have any control, it Mm. sends your body into, oh my God, well, if I don't have any control of that, how am I supposed to manage it? And it is that fight or flight response, isn't it? It's a a massive trigger. Things like the unforeseen, the unknown, um, not having a clue about what something is. We... We as humans don't really deal well with that. We like to know where things are coming from and having that control to do things for our own um, gain, as it were. That's quite a prehistoric and kind of thing to, you know, primitive thing to to kind of say. But that's how we operate as human beings. And so not having that autonomy on a day to day basis is quite unsettling. Yeah, I think it is. And I. I'm conscious that we've just spent about five minutes discussing one statistic. So I'm going to throw another one at okay, you, go on um, which I think is crazy talk. This is another one from Statistica. Inpatient hospital admissions caused by stress-related illnesses in the UK cost around £8.13 billion. Now, I'm assuming that's per year. It doesn't state, yes. though. But that's crazy. Imagine... If if our sorry, if I imagine if our society was less stressed, bearing yeah. in mind what you said first, seventy nine percent 
saying they frequently felt it from work-related stress. So imagine how our economy, how much better it would be if employers and workplaces took better care of Mm. their employees. Yeah. It's insane, isn't it? And this goes back to, um, do you remember our bullying episode? Yes. With the 8 billion as well, was it 9 billion? Costing the economy. Yeah. Around that number. Yeah. Due to bullying. Missed days, wasn't it? Missed days due to bullying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you are an employer and an employee, and you're the same person. So you need to go easy on yourself. I know. I do need to go easy on myself. Oh my God. (laughs) I just think it's crazy. It's, you know, I've worked in um, mental health first aid and mental health support services and things like that. And we've discussed it a lot as well. And we've discussed it with bullying and, you know, now stress. Mm. It has such a huge impact on workplaces and the economy. And I don't understand why, you know, people just think, oh, Mm. you know, we'll put mental health first aider in there. That'll sort everything out. And actually, when we've talked to people like George Mm -hmm. and um, Paul, Paul, yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) total brain fart then. (laughs) Um, And we've also spoken to another potential guest called Thomas. And we've had the same conversation with all of them about stress and about why it's important to take take care of people's mental health in the workplace and I don't see why more isn't being done it just seems like a bit of an afterthought and almost like a box ticking exercise I think oh we really should take better care so we'll just chuck a mental health first aider in they're not actually looking at their own working practices yeah and this is a huge thing it's very much just change the individual let's not change the organization and that is such an outdated way of thinking Mm. um yes you can support or better support the individual that's fantastic but unless you change the culture unless you change the workload habits or reinforcing that work-life balance nothing's going to change yeah yeah that's yeah it it needs to it needs to something needs to be done but of course with everything else going on yeah well exactly bottom of the pile doesn't it yeah give us a stat man so another stat this is another quite depressing one 74% of people feel so stressed that they have been overwhelmed or unable to cope. That was from the Mental Health Foundation and YouGov. 74% of people so stressed that they can't cope. It's crazy, isn't it? I mean, that's just heartbreaking. It is. It is. And I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who are feeling this at the moment. You know, that unfortunately, I've heard one too many stories recently about people taking their own lives because they're in a situation where they cannot cope due to the immense amount of pressure they're on and some Mm -hmm. of these are due to um financial and some of them are due to other things but it's becoming far too common a thing for someone Mm -hmm. to be in that position unfortunately you normally are like oh you know you hear every so often this happened someone's taken their own life and now unfortunately it is one of those things that's becoming more common yes again from mental health foundation and yougov 32 percent of adults who are experiencing stress said that they'd experienced suicidal thoughts and feelings that's that's you know over a quarter do you know what i mean that's I know it's it's really it really is heartbreaking and and sad and I think the other statistic that's attached to that is 16% had self-harmed 
And self-harm is such a huge thing, which I think gets swept under the carpet. Mm. Yeah. But, you know, like this is this is due to stress. This yeah. is this is a lot. And, you know, we talked about um, how it can have a long term effect on physical and mental health. You know, of the these stress statistics that were recorded, 51 percent of adults who felt stressed reported feeling depressed and 61 percent anxious. And that comes mm. from the Mental Health Foundation and YouGov. And you yeah. just think those are two massively significant mental health issues. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, and it sounds very flippant. You say, oh, 51% felt depressed. You know, that's a big thing because yeah. again, if it's caused by stress, so say for example, you start in a job, you're working in a job and the pressure starts piling on and you pile it on yourself and the expectation level from your employers piles mm-hmm. on you as well. You then start feeling depressed because you feel unable to cope your other areas of your life start to become affected Mm. your relationships your home life you don't want to spend any time you don't want to spend any you know you don't feel supported you don't you want to become reclusive and your relationships start to become affected your relationships with friends family loved ones start to break down you know you become more depressed you become feeling overwhelmed it's a really slippery slope and I know I'm using that as quite a I would I'm not even going to say it's not even a dramatic example no you've highlighted the beautiful domino effect of stress um and yeah especially because with workplace being cited as the top reason for stress that you spend a lot of your hours at work and so you're going to bring it home if you're stressed particularly in some professions like doctors and so on I know the NHS is getting an absolute hammering at the moment um, but those doctors and nurses that are working their backsides off, I can't even imagine how much stress they're feeling at the moment um, mm. because they're going to take their work home with them. Of course they are. They're dealing with human beings and they're human beings themselves. So that kind of stress is just, yeah, it's just unimaginable. Yeah. And I think, again, the stress the stress that you know we just talked about you experiencing stress in a workplace and you becoming one of those um uh inpatient hospital admissions through a stress related mm-hmm. illness yeah. you you then get admitted to a hospital you're being then dealt with you're another person you're another statistic for the nhs to deal with which then creates more stress for someone else it then creates stress for that person to take home mm. At home, then, if they're stressed or depressed or anxious, their family are going to be affected. Yeah, it it never ends, and we're never ever going to be in a society where we have so so little stress that it, that doesn't become a problem. So here's a here's a question for you then. Oh, I so you, yeah, okay, go on. No, here's a question, and it is related to that. Is <laughs> Do you think now that we wear stress as a badge of honour? Because we've got so used to being frantic and busy and, you know, oh, I'm so stressed. I've got so much to do. It's almost almost like a badge of honour of I'm stressed, therefore I'm being productive. I'm doing lots. I'm achieving. I think, and I've seen a lot of these things on um, websites and social media, which talk about stop stop using overworking as a badge of honour. Um, you know, you should work your normal hours and you should be able to 
get your work done in that time and you know have a healthy work-life balance um and I feel I think the same about stress as well we do use it as a flippant um thing now and I think it's just become something that people think they have to accept and that they have to say oh I'm stressed but you know that's just until it gets to something worse like depression or anxiety is not really anything I can do because everyone is stressed and that's just the way that it is and it's not it shouldn't be like that and I do think you know I've I used to be the person that if I was stressed I would get lots more done and I would be more productive like you've just said and it was like oh you know rushing around and that's not me anymore um and I can't do it so instead I just become to the point where I'm like I've got so much to do and I can't do it because I don't have the hours in the day to do it Mm -hmm. and I don't have the mental capacity to deal with it and then you've got to start thinking right well what takes priority and that in itself can cause stress because you think, well, all of these things on my to-do list, they all need doing. Mm. What's the most important? Oh my God, I don't know, because I'm going to have mm. to do that or do that, or have to let that person down. Or And it's it's intense. Mm. What do you think? Do you think we use it as a badge of honor? Yeah, I think we do. I think, and particularly when we um, stress compare, so we compare oh, she's stressed with doing that and she's doing that, but then I'm doing this. I'm more stressed. It's like, no, we're all experienced stress completely differently. You know, our tolerance levels for all kinds of things is different. What you might find joy in, I might not. And the same is stress and finding things difficult or worrying. Um, And I do think we do see that people running around feeling stressed. There's a sense of, People do feel that they've achieved through it. They do feel that they're justified in feeling stressed and it's a good feeling because it obviously means that they've done something really good. And it worries me because obviously that leads to burnout, which is just horrific. And again, people use it flippantly of, oh, I'm burning out or I'm burnt out. It's like burning out is a truly rock bottom place to be where you've had chronic stress for just such a, such a long time that you know, that there really is no way out. You cannot pick yourself up and just carry on. Burning out is that you just don't have it in you anymore. Um, and that's where the danger zone in is, is. And, you know, sorry, yeah. my head just instantly went to Top Gun, then danger zone. <laughs> sorry. I mean, we can talk about that if you want. We can, I know. About, we can talk about the remake. Any logins. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm I th- actually talking about what you mentioned there and something we mentioned earlier about if stress can be a good thing talking about work-related stress I think there's a point where you can be stressed and there's a little bit of pressure and a little bit of stress on you and it's like right get my head down get it done but I think you Mm -hmm. can go over that point where in fact it creates more pressure and more stress to the point where it impacts your productivity and you'll start to fear what you're trying to do and I I've seen it so many times on social media as well I'm like I'm the worst person for having a big to-do list and there's things that have been on my to-do list for weeks because I'm like oh that's gonna stress me out I don't want to do that oh I'll just put it to one side and then the next day and I'm like oh okay we've got a week later and I'll rewrite my to-do list and I'm like oh it's still there I still don't (laughs) and eventually it becomes this huge thing that I've made in my mind all of a sudden I'm like, right, I've got to deal with that. 
I sit down, I do it, and I'm like, oh, and it's almost like one of those moments that you see on the like cartoons where it's yeah. like, oh, you know, and the sun starts shining down on you, and you're like, why didn't I deal with that before? But I think, unfortunately, the levels of pressure that people put on themselves yeah. to do certain things, and like not just certain things, but the amount of things, I think yeah. you can go past that and you can start to procrastinate because it becomes too stressful and that yeah. makes it more stressful. And you end up catastrophizing because you then put it off. You catastrophize it in your head. So you make it this big, dangerous thing that needs doing and your brain cottons onto that. And that's where, when we were talking about the physical things with worry. So, you know, you, you feel nervous or anxious, you know, you, you, you know, your heart beats or, you know, you're feeling all sweaty. And so those connotations have been attached to the thing you're worried about. And then you catastrophize. And then there's no stopping it. Then you really don't want to do it because this thing has just grown exponentially out of your control that you're yeah. just too scared to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a vicious cycle. I think I want to take this moment to segue uh, just to talk about my tea. I know okay, we don't normally we don't, was, normally we don't normally we don't normally come you're back to the tea. So zen. You are sounding so chilled. I'm well, I'm also talking a little bit quietly and a little bit calmer because Freddie's fallen asleep on me. <laughs> that's that's what that is um but no my tea see I, this was a new one to try today and I tried it when we were first talking about it so I could talk about it at the start of the episode but since it's had time to stew it's really nice is it what yeah. was it again? what was it again? it's moondrop dreams moondrop. from our wonderful friends at bird and blend if you didn't catch the start of it it's really nice it's really calming I think I'm gonna get a box of this can I have one on Tuesday? When I, see I think you? you've already had one, love. I'm not going to lie, because I gave you one of each and I had two of everything. I've only got one of these now. Oh, I'll have a look in my stash then. Do you, you have to make sure you brew it, it brew it for plenty mm. of time. Okay. Um, I want to talk about um, employee statistics. Oh, go on. Yeah, just, go just, on. Into, just a couple, because um, I'm, this again, this could go on like the vegan episode. We could talk about <laughs> this for a long time. Um, but so... This was um, a workplace health report, which was done this year. Um, so it's the it, it views basically the impact and prevalence of stress on UK employees. And the results of this report revealed four key employee stress statistics. 33% of employees reported moderate to high or high levels of stress. 28 reported that high levels of stress impacted their productivity. The top co- top cause of work related stress is the workload. Yeah. 50%, 56% agree that the perfect amount of stress enables them to thrive. So it's exactly what we've been talking about. Yeah. There. And I'm not surprised that it's workload. Mm. That's, yeah, I'd agree I, with that. I mean, I'm sure that there are other issues we talked about last week with bullying. Mm. Mm. But actually workload, because I think you find I've heard a lot of friends talk. I know we've talked about it as well in the past. A lot of people say that, you know, employers want to cut down and they want to cut back. Um, Do you remember when we talked to Kez? Many moons ago. And she ended up someone went off on I think it was on maternity leave. Yeah. And she ended up doing both jobs because they didn't want to employ someone else. And so they didn't want to shell out for another employee to come in and support the workload. Yet Mm. they were quite happy to do that at the detriment of Kez's mental health. 
Yeah. And I think that's becoming so prevalent. So many people are saying I'm doing enough work for two people yeah. here and employers just don't want to spend the money. So it's almost as if employees become expendable. Mm. Yeah. That's certainly the way it feels. Yeah. And Ke- you were right, Kez's story. If you haven't, I think it's episode three or four. Um, it's an eye opener because Kez suffered from a mental breakdown and it was just that incessant load yeah. um, and being pulled in all kinds of directions and having no leeway. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, and it's, it's becoming more and more prevalent. Like you only have to look at that last statistic about hospital related yeah. admissions and the amount of people, you know, I know we're going to come on to do it in a couple of weeks time, but talking about mental health statistics and um, meds for mental health. Yeah. And, you know, you only have to look at the statistics to see that people, the number of people on antidepressants at the moment mm-hmm. is rocketing. And yep. unfortunately, and I, again, I know the NHS is getting a bit of a battering, but the time is not there to spend on people to say, mm. right, okay, let's look at the root cause about why you're getting stressed. It's a case of saying, right, I've got 10 minutes with you. What's the problem? Right. I'm really stressed with work. Okay. Here, take some antidepressants or some anti-anxiety tablets. Mm. See you in six months if they work for you, you know, it's not addressing the root cause. And it's also giving, I think it's probably giving it to a lot of people unnecessarily because yeah. the time is not there to properly diagnose them. And also it's even I I'm the biggest advocate for doing what works for you to support your mental health but for me taking antidepressants at a time of significant stress was putting a plaster on the issue without dealing with the issue as well you know I think if you take antidepressants but you're also supporting yourself with um therapy yeah and addressing the causes of stress mm-hmm. I think that's fine but if you've got GPs left, right and centre saying, look, here, take some antidepressants if you're stressed, it's not addressing the cause. And I think that's a really dangerous way to be. I think you said something there that was really quite important to bring up as well as the whole time thing. People want quick fixes. So stress is not something that you can find a if it's chronic stress short-term stress acute stress you can and I'll talk about that in a bit but the chronic stress when it comes to that burnout phase there is no quick fix yeah there is not a snap of your fingers let's make it all better and people don't like that you know I know I don't I like quick solutions I like quick fixes but as you said things like therapy looking after yourself but people see that they don't have time to do that I don't have time to you know get that 10 minutes a day to myself I don't have time to have lunch break I don't have time to do this and well you know you're just going to exacerbate the stress then you're just going to make everything worse but again going back to you know wearing stress as a badge of honor we're now just so busy we're Mm. so busy that we just can't contemplate having that time to address those things yeah yeah and it's it is it's a case of um so many people said to me when I was going through some stressful times oh tried meditation (laughs) yeah Uh, and I was just like okay firstly that's not helpful thanks um but actually (laughs) if I'd given myself the time to 
because I was like, I don't have the time. And every time so the person referring me say the same thing and it would be like, yeah, but you don't have five minutes. And it was like, yeah, okay. I probably yeah. do because I've spent five, 10 minutes flapping about something else that I couldn't deal with yeah. or I couldn't handle. So yes, I should have. And I think, I know we're going to come on to talk about things yeah. that you can do to support yourself now, but mm. I think allowing yourself the space to yeah. address the situation, because I think something else, which is so important that I've discovered is, and I, I learned this, I hadn't realized it because I always do it, but Dom who mm. came on recently and he said, I'm going to call out my, my anxiety at this point. And he said, yep. you know, I'm a little bit anxious, but if I call it out, I have less problems with it. And I'm like, I do that. If I'm finding a situation stressful or anxiety ridden, I will mm. say, I'm finding this really stressful to whoever I'm with at the time. I'm having a tough time. I'm having a tough time dealing with this. I'm finding this stressful. And instantly it takes it away. It, yeah. take, it doesn't get rid of it completely, but it, it takes, takes the away. power off it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're addressing it and you're going, do you know mm. what? This is panicking me and I need to talk about it. I need to let it out. And it doesn't just fester in your brain. Mm. So I think that's a massive thing. And giving yourself the time to actually say, right, do you know what? This is stressing me out and I have the power yeah. to change it. Yeah. Because I don't think enough people do that. And that's my number one is stop. Take stock. Just stop. If you're feeling that, like I explained it before, that washing machine whirl in your brain of stress, stop. Just freeze the moment and just analyze what's going on here. Yeah. Um, because it, you can just get swept up in the moment. And then the initial thing that you were stressed about, as we said before, these things can snowball. And mm -hmm. so you need to really understand what the stress is. And as you said, call it out. Just just stop for a second. Yeah. Give us some um, more. Give us some give you, more. Give you more. You want give more us, from me? I want some magic that's okay. going to make the stress disappear. Okay. So oh, Freddie, Freddie's just woken up just in time for this. So this will be great oh, for him to hear. Yeah. Oh, okay. So one of the things that I do is um, a lot of talks and workshops and courses about burnout and stress and whatnot. Um, and one of the things I go through is something called the stress cycle. Now, the, you're, you go through a stress cycle when you're feeling stressed. So let's, a bit of an extreme example, but say, you know, you're being chased by a hippo or something. It's quite scary, right? So you're being chased by a hippo, your face. What, what do you want to be you're chased by? You normally talk about a lion. I'm used to the lion. Let's go with yeah, the lion. I, I like to shake it up a bit. Can we okay. say hippo? Uh, ostrich. Ostrich. Because they're terrifying. Them. They are terrifying. They are. And they've got really big feet, haven't they? Um <laughs> Chase my ostrich. Okay. <laughs> Big feet, small brains, really dangerous combination. Um, so you're getting chased by an ostrich. You see a hut in the distance, um, but you're running and running and running because your brain is engaged that there is a danger. Your body's gone, you know, flight. Let's get the hell out of here. So you run into this hut, shut the door. The ostrich is the other side. You're safe. And your brain goes, that was close, wasn't it? Woo, but we're good now. We're safe. But your body's going, oh, my God, there's an ostrich on the other side of the door. Did you just see what happened? So your body is still coursing with adrenaline. It's still in that really stressed state. And no matter what your brain says to your body, your body can't just naturally calm down. That's like you, that really annoying person that goes, oh, calm down when some, you're having a You need to relax. Shut up. You need to relax. Chill out. <laughs> you need to meditate. 
Um, so it's kind of the brain can't tell the body to calm down. That that link has gone. Your body is still in kind of flight mode. So what you need to do is to close that stress cycle, because if you don't and there's another stress that happens, you're going to go through that cycle again. Another ostrich. No, um, the, the ostrich is breaking through the door a la Jack Nicholson style, like The Shining. <laughs> there you go. So that could happen. Um, so, you know, and a good example of day to day is you're going back to the same place of work where you're stressed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're not doing anything to close that stress cycle and you're going back into the same situation time after time after time. To close the stress cycle, you need to let your body know that it's safe. Now, in order to do that, the most effective thing is to get active. So that could even be just going out for a walk, dancing in your kitchen, doing something to let your body know that you are back in control and it's no longer in fight or flight mode. And that's how you close that stress cycle. And you can do other things as well. So you can vent, you can talk to someone, but ideally the body needs to be in a really safe environment and to be felt like it's gone back into a stable, neutralized place. I was, I was just, no, I was just imagining myself dancing in the shed with the ostrich tapping on the door. Oh, you've made friends. No, no, he's still trying to get to me. Oh, he's still trying to get in. Right. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to leave you with that image. Um, The other things you can do. So as you said before, with the prioritizing, um, yeah, say no, say stop. Look at the things that you're saying yes to, which are kind of adding to this stress and the, the plethora of things you're already spinning and balls you're already juggling. What can you say no to and what can you say stop to? Because stress, like the workload, you are only human. You can only take on so much. Yeah. And then there comes the boundaries. So things like emotional boundaries. So I think we're pretty good at doing that where you've got emotional boundaries where if you're having a bad day and you just can't take on someone else's load right now, yeah. you need to put your boundary up and say, I can't, not today. I can't. I'm protecting yeah. myself because I've got a lot of crap going on right now. Mm-hmm. And now those emotional boundaries are really important because that that stress that's your inner stress if you're going through a you know tough time at the moment you don't want to take on other people's loads at the moment yeah so those kind of boundaries are important but there are other boundaries as well you know people taking advantage of you you know letting people get get to you and you having no boundaries or that resilience that's up to really protect yourself so look at your boundaries I know Freddie where is your boundary my love <laughs> he's having a great time he's just he's, he's encouraging you he's, he's just cheering you on that's what it is I felt like he was rushing me <laughs> <laughs> never never auntie Vicky it's fine you carry on so with those boundaries it also comes like that element of control So a good thing to do is to write all the things that are stressing you out, all of them, all of the things that are stressing you, and then look at the things that you can control, the things that you can influence, and the things that you can't control and you can't influence. So what you then do is the things that you can control and you can influence, make an action plan for them, actually pinpoint what you can do about them. Mm -hmm. The things that are out of your control, out of your influence, there's nothing that you can do. So think how you could look at it differently. Can you let them go? Is it even yours to stress about? Can you give it to someone else? 
So it's really important to really identify what your stresses are, what is it within your control to do and how you do them. Yeah, I think that's a really important one as well. If you if you are finding yourself as one of the I can't remember what the number was, um, 74% of people feel so stressed they've been overwhelmed or unable to cope. If you are one of those people and you're in a situation where you're just like, oh, my God, there's just too much stuff mm. because I've felt like that on more than one occasion in this last year um write a list that is so important because I think as well as saying it once you get it down on a page yeah you take the power away because you are trying to tackle Mm -hmm. it you're trying to deal with it and it's it can be more powerful than you actually give it credit for I think yeah and by writing them down you're also identifying the triggers so what are the things you stress about the most what are the things that kind of set that thinking off? Um, And that's a really useful thing to do as well. And if it is chronic, then talk to your GP. And I know we've said about the quick fixes, but you need to put some time into this. If you are feeling stressed, you need to address this properly and look at all your options of how how you can look at it and how you can address it. Absolutely. And I think what we will do is put some support networks because I've got um a couple of um bits and pieces here from rethink mental illness and also the mental health foundation which Mm -hmm. talk about how to deal with stress and I think it would be good to take some of that information and put it on our website but also um what you've just talked about there those three Mm -hmm. those three points and any other support networks because I think if you are feeling stressed some people don't want to reach out because they might not think it's that important and I think it really is so on that note, Vicky, give us mm-hmm. your final sip. So when you're feeling stressed, it can feel really lonely. It can feel the weight of the world is on you. Your brain is like a blender going around and around and around, and it can feel relentless. Um, you have the power to make it stop. And I think my final sip is that because you have that power, make it stop. And we've just talked about a few ways of how you can do that. But if you do need help, reach out. Because the one thing is what is support, see about what support structures you've got in place. Yes, Freddie, I know. He's like, Auntie Vicky gives the best advice. <laughs> um, those support structures are so important because they're the ones that's the human scaffolding that's going to help you that's going to keep you up that's going to really help you through this so I'm I'm gobbledygooking here because I can just see Freddie on the screen looking at me really intense intensely it's kind of oh my word those eyeballs <laughs> whoa um so yeah stop the- blowing some raspberries as well and that get rid of anyone's stress <laughs> yeah so my, my final tip is that you have the power to address your stress to do so <laughs> I'm just do you know what I'm not gonna do a final sip I'm just gonna leave he said it, it all for you I know I know he's so wise beyond his years <laughs> see I know yeah. exactly yeah exactly <laughs> so on that note <laughs> let's um say we will see you very soon everybody um yes Thank you for joining us for this episode. Uh, let us know what you think. Um, as with a lot of these um, episodes, we get lots of feedback and it's great to hear what you think. And some people will say, I love that one. Like Freddie. Um, uh, please, please do more episodes like that. And we'd, we'd love to know. 
basically. So um, if you do like what you're hearing, we do have a support us page on our website, which means you can buy us a coffee or um, some a baby Chino for Freddie, maybe, because he's worked really oh. hard today, I think. And also now we have got a subscribe on our website, subscribe to our newsletter. And basically we'll send you one at the start of every month <laughs> telling you what's coming up and also any other exciting news. I, I, yes. he's, getting, he's getting ideas <laughs> above his station now. He is like, let me <laughs> at it. <laughs> oh, oh, if, if you could anyone listening to this if you could see him he's very very intent on getting involved now so yeah right on that note we will catch up with you very very soon thanks for listening everybody thanks everyone bye, bye.